Letter 107 of Letters of John Keats to His Family and Friends, edited by Sidney Colvin. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. To Fanny Keats, Shanklin, Isle of Wight, Tuesday, July 6th. My dear Fanny, I have just received another letter from George, full of as good news as we can expect. I cannot enclose it to you as I could wish, because it contains matters of business, to which I must for a week to come have an immediate reference. I think I told you the purpose for which I retired to this place, to try the fortune of my pen once more. And indeed I have some confidence in my success. But in every event, believe me, dear sister, I shall be sufficiently comfortable, as, if I cannot lead that life of competence in society I should wish, I have enough knowledge of my gallipots to ensure me an employment and maintenance. The place I am in now I visited once before, and a very pretty place it is, were it not for the bad weather. Our window looks over housetops and cliffs into the sea, so that when the ships sail past the cottage chimneys, you may take them for weathercocks. We have hill and dale, forest and mead, and plenty of lobsters. I was on the Portsmouth coach the Sunday before last in that heavy shower, and I may say I went to Portsmouth by water. I got a little cold, and as it always flies to my throat, I am a little out of sorts that way. There were on the coach with me some common French people, but very well behaved. There was a woman amongst them, to whom the poor men in ragged coats were more gallant than ever I saw gentlemen to lady at a ball. When we got down to walk uphill, one of them picked a rose, and on remounting gave it to the woman with, Mademoiselle, voilà une belle rose. I am so hard at work that perhaps I should not have written to you for a day or two, if George's letter had not diverted my attention to the interests and pleasure of those I love, and ever believe that when I do not behave punctually, it is from a very necessary occupation, and that my silence is no proof of my not thinking of you, or that I want more than a gentle Philip to bring your image with every claim before me. You have never seen mountains, or I might tell you that the hill at Steep Hill is, I think, almost of as much consequence as Mount Rydal on Lake Winander. Bonchurch, too, is a very delightful place, as I can see by the cottages, all romantic, covered with creepers and honeysuckles, with roses and eglantines peeping in at the windows. Fit abodes for the people, I guess, live in them, romantic old maids fond of novels, or soldiers' widows with a pretty jointure or anybody's widows, or aunts, or anything given to poetry and a pianoforte, as far as in em lies, as people say. If I could play upon the guitar, I might make my fortune with an old song, and get two blessings at once, a lady's heart and the rheumatism. But I am almost afraid to peep in at those little windows, for a pretty window should show a pretty face, and as the world goes, chances are against me. I am living with a very good fellow indeed, a Mr. Rice. He is unfortunately laboring under a complaint which has for some years been a burden to him. This is a pain to me. He has a greater tact in speaking to people of the village than I have, and in those matters is a great amusement as well as a good friend to me. He bought a ham the other day, for says he, Keats, I don't think a ham is a wrong thing to have in a house. Write to me, Shanklin, Isle of Wight, as soon as you can for a letter is a great treat to me here. Believing me ever, your affectionate brother, John. End of letter 107